All right. Open your Bibles wherever you'd like. I'm going to be in Jeremiah 29, if you want to catch up with me there. Um, and before I do that, let me tell you a funny, quick funny. Is that okay? So a, a German shepherd and a Doberman and a cat each died. And in heaven, all three faced God who wanted to know what they believed in. The German shepherd said, well, I believe in discipline, training, and loyalty to my master. Good, said God, sit on my right side. The Doberman God asked, what do you believe in? The Doberman answered, I believe in the love and care and protection of my master. Ah, said God, well, you can sit on my left. Then God looked at the cat. So what do you believe in? The cat replied, I believe you're sitting in my chair. That's funny. I don't care who you are right there. That's funny. That's awesome. Okay. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Uh, your past, pastor, Ben, mentioned this today, actually. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, and that word peace also means prosperity. You can look it up in Hebrew. It also includes prosperity. And not everybody say peace. peace. Not of evil. Okay, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, I'm, I'm sure each of you would agree with me that 2020 has been a challenging year for most. Though people that I know who are in faith, I've seen God bring increase in miracles in the midst of a challenging year. I mean, you've got, we've had the COVID-19 pandemic. Some people have lost their jobs. Others have lost loved ones. Um, all kinds of, you know, the election chaos, the riots, the violence, the media bias, and all kinds of other things that have tried to get us distracted. And even today, we have to watch, guys, what we watch. I, was, I found myself watching bad news on the good news channel and, and allowing myself to get into despair and wringing my hands. Do you understand that God's not looking down on all this and wringing his hands in despair? How, do you understand God that God that God has God's got this thing wired and if and and the and the pub neither the publicans nor the sinners are are our hope. Are you hearing me? It's it who's our hope? Jesus is our hope. And the church our, the church is the change agent. We're the change agents that are going to make a difference in this world. God's got to, no matter what we've gone, in, the, in spite of what we've gone through, God's got a, a future and a hope for us, and it's so bright you're going to have to squint to see it. Or you're at least going to have to take your eyes off of what the media is, is saying. I mean, I've had to, you talk about fasting. That's what we need to fast, my brother and sister, right now. Seriously, I'm, I, have to, I have to be careful watching, you know, any kind of news because it's not good news. You want to you find out the good news? It's right here. And God said, in spite of all this, he's got, a, he's got a plan and a future for you. 
And it's not evil. And it's not filled with COVID. And it's not filled with all kinds of distractions. God, look at your neighbor. Say, he's talking to you right now. He's got a future and a hope for you. And, and then there's someone here today that, that have, feels like they're washed up. You're, it feels like, you know, because of your age, you feel like that your best days are behind you. You're singing with Paul McCartney. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. You know, or you're singing with Barbara Streisand, the way we were. And well, I've got a good word for you. In, in, John, in the book of Revelation, John the Apostle, who was walked with Jesus, one time pastored the biggest church in the world. Now he's, on the, he's 90 years old. He's on the Isle of Patmos in a place of, of isolation, in a place of limitation. He's 90 years old. He could have written, started the t-shirt uh, business, I've been there, done that, heard that, know that, right? And, and yet God came to John in a place of limitation, in a place of older age, and, uh, and a place of isolation, and he gave him a new assignment, the book of Revelation. God's got new assignments for you. And just in Psalm 39, verse 5 says, your age is as nothing to God. Hallelujah. Man, that ought, to, that ought to ring your bell. Amen? So what God's not done, well, he's got a future and a hope for us. Amen? And, and, and it, it's, it's, bright, it's a bright future. So look, I, I, don't have, um, I don't have the time to unpack all of this, but I, I, wanted, I want you to know that God is going to bring you into a bright future. You, there's, you, your future consists of, of thoughts you haven't thought yet, words you haven't spoken yet, actions you haven't taken yet, and circumstances that haven't happened yet, and three out of four of those you can control. Yeah? How many of you remember the um, movie Groundhog Day? Anybody remember Groundhog Day? Remember Bill Murray, the star of the show, and he was a narcissistic, self-absorbed, you know, snob. Remember him? And then he was, he was coming out there to film, you know, the uh, Groundhog Day, and then he w wakes up the next day in the same day. Remember? And, and hearing Sonny and Cher singing, I got you, babe, or something. And anyway, um, so at first he responded in shock. And then he responded in, dis in, dis in, despair, in uh, self-indulgence. And then he responded in despair. And then the next day he woke up in the same day and he, he despaired of you know, giving up on his life. Then he, then he uh, in, was in, uh, responded in self-improvement. But when he, when he finally had an epiphany that, you know what, since I know what the day is going to bring forth and I know problems that people are having and I can help them avert that, when he got involved with other people's lives, he moved into the next day. Do you know there's some people... They're in a groundhog day of their own making. And they're cursing their day. And they're, they're, you're stuck like Chuck. And, and you know, I'm, maybe somebody's done something wrong to you and didn't do what was, you thought and, and you're offended at them. Well, you're just, all you're doing is, is you're chaining yourself 
to the same day. How many of you want to move into, into, the, into your future? So I want to just give you four things that God showed me that will bring in, in form of questions of what these four principles, how many of you want to come into your, your, your future? Okay, these four principles will help you move you into your future. It'll bring your future forth. No, number one, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? Um, if you're seeking, if what you're seeking is your plan, your deal, you know, your, your, your dream that you, came, that you came up with on your own, you know, you're going to stay stuck in, in, in Groundhog Day. You're going to stay in the same day. But, you know, a lot of people read Jeremiah 29, 11 and never go on to read the next two verses because the next two verses tell you, he said, I've got a future and a hope, but then the next two verses tell you how to get into that. Look, look at it. Verse 12. Then you, will, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. If you will seek me, uh, you, you will seek me and find me where, where you search for me with all of your heart. So what is he saying? If you, look, if you want to get into your future, you've got to seek me. In order to seek me, you've got to, you've got to stop seeking your deal. You've got to lay aside your plans, your thoughts, your ideas. You know, I'm talking about things you came up with on your own. Or maybe you're trying to live somebody else's dream for you. Maybe your parents or somebody else. But God's got a plan for you. And it's better than you thought. And, and, but you've got to set aside your, if you're good, you've got to seek God. In order to seek God, you have to set aside your own thoughts about what success is. Success is finding what God, discovering, not deciding what God has for you. How many of you are single and you don't want to stay that way? You want to find, okay. First of all, throw away your list. Jesus himself couldn't meet up, meet with some of you. Up some of your lists, he couldn't do it. You look, you you just want somebody who loves Jesus more than you. They gotta love Jesus more than you, all right. It helps if it helps if they have godly character. It helps if they have a job. And number four, if you're attracted to them. Okay, so real simple. Do they love Jesus more than you? Okay, are, do they have godly character? Okay, do they have a job? Are they, <laughs> okay, and are you attracted to them? It's not, you know, that it stop, throw away your list and just go. But look, you've got to stop seeking your own deal and say, God, I want, I want. You don't decide who you're going to marry, you discover. You discover the will of God. So how you can't discover it if you've got your own, Deal, my, mind, your own mind made up. How, how many of you want to get move into your future? Okay, you want if you're gonna get if you're gonna get out of Groundhog Day, you've got to stop doing things that chain that chain you there. Amen. Then the 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 sec the second thing, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? In this season, when we've experienced a long evil day, you know the Bible talks about. You know, and that, that those there are times when we're going to have an evil day, and um, and and this has been a long season of an evil day. How many of you would agree? Okay, it's easy to get focused on what we see in the natural, but look at uh, Genesis chapter fifteen, 
And for sake of time, I'm just going to read part of this, but you can read the whole passage. Um, verse, 15, uh, verse 1 says, after these things. Everybody say, after these things. So it's really important. It's really important. We're going to come back to deciding, uh, talking about after these things. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram. And I'm reading in the New King James. So the, the, this, it's made, when it says sometime, sometime later, it says after these things. Okay. Um, uh, it said the word of the Lord came to Abram saying, Don't be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. Then Abram, then Abram said, you know, I don't have a child yet. You promised me a child. I don't have one. I'm willing to let Eliezer, my servant, be my child. Then verse 4, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look up from the things that you're tempted to uh, be disappointed about. Get, get your eyes off of what's happened in the past. Get your eyes on the stars and count them because that's the number of you, your descendants. And then Abraham believed God and, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So here's what happened. Abraham was a father of our faith. Was he not? Yeah. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, so are you. I, I was a children's pastor, so. Anyway, uh, um, so a Abraham, a Abraham, God called him. But then he called him. He said, I want you to leave your family. But he brought some of his family with him. And then he stopped two-thirds of the way in Haran for probably three to five years, enough time to gather a bunch of stuff. And, and, and before then his, then his father passed away. And so he had incomplete obedience. Then he went in, and God met with him when he was in the land to just assure him, you're in the right land now. <laughs> and then right after that, there was famine, and he went on still. And he went, went on beyond. And, and, and there he laid his wife's neck on the line and lied. Then he came back, and he had relational conflict with Lot. And then Lot chose financial gain over his relationship with Abraham. Then Abraham left a lot of money on the table uh, that could have been construed as a bribe from the kings. And then he tithed. And then it was just the, 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 the delay of time from the time that God spoke to the promise to him to now it was 15 years later. And so all these things made Abraham conclude you know, Lord, you can bring, my servant can be my heir. And God said, no, it's not going to happen. He said, even after all of these things, after all the disappointment in yourself, after all the mistakes you've made, and he's a father of our faith, does he give you hope? After all the, all the, 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 the delay of promise, the relational conflict, the, the spiritual warfare, after all of these, after COVID, after, you know, after the, uh, pro all, all the promises God's given and, and in challenges and, and financial challenges and, and disappointments and relationship conflict and all kinds of things. After all these things and then just the, the, just the time. How many of you God has promised something? A dream or a vision and it hasn't come to pass yet fully. How many of you, how many of you have that, a dream? Yeah. Praise God. And he said after these things 
Then he said, well, I'm willing to let it come to pass another way. And he said, no, come on out. And I want you to lift up your eyes off of the stuff you're looking at that's causing you to, to give up on the, on the dream. And he said, he said, no, you look at the stars because I'm going to yet bring this to pass. In other words, the deal is still on. And what God, how many of you have a dream or a vision from God? And then you've gone through delay. You've gone through disappointment. You've gone through, you know, you've made, you made your own mistakes. And yet God said, you know what? I'm not limited to your mistakes. He said, I put that dream in your heart. If you'll get your eyes off of what you see in the natural and get your eyes on me, the deal's still on. Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's talking to you now. The deal is still on. Listen, say it. The deal's still on. The promise is still true. If you're breathing, if you've got life, God's able to yet bring it to pass. Man, that's powerful, guys. That is awesome. What are you seeing? You get your eyes back on what God said. You get your eyes off of yourself. You get your eyes off of, you know, how long it's been. Man, I'm telling you, once you, if you, if you get back on believing, you can't believe if, without seeing it. And you got to go back and what has God said? You get your focus on Him. Amen. What's your name right here again? Isaac. Isaac, man, God, what, and God's talking to you. There's some things that are in the inside of you. You haven't given yourself permission to fully move into that because you're not, you're not agreeing with what God said. You're, you're, you're identifying yourself, allowing yourself to be defined by m mistakes and by delay and disappointment. And God said, no, lift your eyes off of all those things and you get your focus on me because I'm going to bring it to pass. I'm going to bring it to pass. The Lord needs your vision. And he's talking to each of us. He needs our dream and our vision to come to pass. He needs those babies we just prayed for to come into the earth. There are things we're pregnant with that God needs to birth. Are you hearing me? Man, look at your neighbor and say, you're pregnant. I'm talking about in the womb of your spirit, okay? <laughs> except, for, except for these three that we prayed for. Yeah, that's awesome. Then I've got the airport in sight, so I've got the airport in sight, so we're about to land here, okay? But is this, is this okay? Uh, I, listen, guys, I'm just, oh, man, I just, I, it's almost as if I'm hearing the Lord plead with you would you would you understand that i really need you and i really need what i've birthed in you the desires i've put in you see there were some things several years ago that i'm a person of faith but there were some desires god put in my heart my book back there a prosperous soul i wanted to get it printed but i didn't have the money it was going to cost about seven thousand dollars to, you know, but books are expensive to, and and I didn't have that, and I wanted to help Barry Bennett get his first book printed, and Wendell Parr, 
and, and I didn't have the money. I had a desire for my wife to have a new car, and I didn't have the money. We, I mean, I'm, we make a good salary, but some of the desires he put in my heart hadn't come to pass yet, and, it, and I was looking at my re present revenue stream, and it wasn't enough. And I'd stopped believing. I wanted my daughter to have a new car. My daughter was driving a bomb of a car. It leaked oil and smoked, and my, my granddaughter asked her to drop her off about a half a block from school because she was so embarrassed with this car. And I wanted my daughter. It, look, there's, how many of you have a desire that God's put in your heart along these lines? But it's, you've got, you, it's more money than what, what you have revenue for. And I'd stopped believing. And God said, I didn't ask you if you had enough money. I ask you, all I ask you to do is believe me. And I said, okay, Lord, I repent. I want a new car for my wife paid for. I want a car for my daughter. I want to, I want to get my book printed. I want, I want to print Barry Bennett's book and, there, and, and Wendell's book. And there were other things. I wanted to give into Andrew's ministry. I wanted to give some, to some other churches and things. He put desires in my heart. How many of you have some of those? Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I repented. I said, Father, forgive me. And I, and I brushed the dust off of, off of my faith. And I said, all right, Lord, I believe. And do you know, and I started praising him, do you know within one year's time, my wife had a new car paid for. My daughter had a nice used car that didn't smoke. And my daughter wasn't, my granddaughter was proud to get off at school. And, and we got Barry Bennett's first book printed. We got Wendell Parr's book printed. Somebody paid for, for my book to be printed. And when we, we gave large offerings, we got two unexpected inheritances one from a distant cousin that did, of Janice's that didn't even like her and, and I mean listen guys it, listen it came in because we just believed God what did God say what has he put in your heart what desires has he put in your heart I'm, I've, had to, I've had to stop and say again because he's just putting this on my heart the Lord has need of that there are people who are going to be touched by that. People going to heaven because you believed God. Amen? It's not selfish. I'm not talking about selfish, frivolous, fleshly stuff. What, what desires has God put in your heart? That's what you're pregnant with. That's what you need to believe God for. And don't be ashamed to believe God for that. Who, who am I talking to today? Praise God. The deal's still on. Now, and I'm, and I'm just going to have to... I'm, we've landed, okay? We're about to pull up to the terminal, okay? So what are you seeking? What are you seeing? And then number three, what are you saying? Uh, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Um, Mark eleven twenty three. you know, whoever shall say or speak to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Don't doubt in your heart, it'll come to pass. Kenneth Hagin's verse, right? <laughs> Now, whatever you say, what are you, what are you saying? See, uh, whatever we speak, when we see something that we're seeing in the natural, if, we, if we're speaking the difficulties, the problems, the circumstances, we chain ourselves to the present. You've got to, and rather, you've got to speak what you're seeing that comes in your relationship with God and, and begin to say, what God says. Are you, are you hearing me? And, and so there's, there's a lot of things I could 
share here, but let me just give you this example quickly. My, um, my, we, have, we have four children. My oldest son, um, if Dr. Dobson had met him, he would have written three more chapters in his book, A Strong-Willed Child. <laughs> and so we had a, he gave us a run for our money. When he was, from time he was probably 15 till he was maybe 22, um, he was a prodigal. And, and we had all kinds of challenges and, and, and you know, and the, what we're here, but I, all, all I'm saying is the enemy came to me and told me, look what kind of pastor you are, what kind of parent you are, look at your son, all this stuff. And so I just, the Bible says, agree with your adversary quickly while he's in the way. So I just said, okay, Mr. Devil, yeah, this is a fact, that's a fact, that's a fact. By the way, you tempted him in all this. I'm not accepting the, the badge of a bad parent. And I, and, but but let, while you're here, let me tell you the way it really is. And then I started speaking the word. Isaiah 54, 13. My children are taught of the Lord. Great is their peace. Psalm 127, 5. My children are going to speak with their enemies in the gate. You're going to rue the day you ever came against Brian. He's going to take authority. Proverbs 6, 22. Okay, the word while my son is roaming, the word is leading him. While my son is sleeping, the word is keeping him. While my son is walking, um, the word is speaking to him. And then 1 Corinthians 3, verse 5, God says he gives ministers to every man whereby they might believe. And after a while, I'm just talking to myself because the devil's gone. See, that's real spiritual warfare. I'm not saying deny what you see in the natural. Just deny that it has final authority and, and speak what you see. Speak what God has spoken to you. Don't lock your children into a, a defining them after their, after their experience. Look, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, all things become new. How many of you know that verse? Does, do any of you know what it takes to get into that verse. Verse 16, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. You cannot lock your children or yourself or uh, into a definition after uh, identifying them after the flesh and help them realize their new creation potential. If, you, if your husband is carnal, okay, you, you need to speak what God says over him yeah. and to him and about him. Yeah. Thank you for your thunderous agreement. <laughs> Finally, what are you so what what are you seeking? What are what are you seeing? What are you saying? Because what you say is gonna lock will either lock you in the present or it'll release you into your future. And I'm talking about what you say that you that you see and believe. And finally, what, where are you sowing? Galatians 6, 7 says we reap where we, what we sow. And then verse 9 says don't, don't be weary in well-doing because you, you're going to reap if you, don't, if you don't faint. Okay, where, where are you sowing? Look, if you need healing, you need to sow healing. I'm not just talking about finances here. If you're discouraged, you need to encourage others. Where are you sowing? Yeah, my pastor Bob Nichols says, sow where you want to go. Where, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? 
you sow in that in, in that in in that direction. Are you hearing me? Uh, don't sow into other ministries that are like yours. If you look, if if you if you need a if you need your your house paid for, sow into somebody else's house payment. If you're believing God for a car, sow into someone else's car payment. Do you, so, where do you want to go? Sow where you want to go. Amen. That God's got a bright future for you guys. And what you seek and what you say and where you sow is how how you're gonna how you how he's gonna move you in into 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 your future. Amen. Once you stand once you stand together with me. How many of you have a dream, a vision from God that's that he stirred up today? Yes. Okay. And I just want to agree with you. Father, I agree in Jesus' name for fulfillment of every dream, every vision, every desire you've planted in the hearts of your people. I release that to them today. Father, give them fresh vision, fresh oil in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now listen, guys. Um, there's, there's somebody here who's been believing God for children that are, that are prodigal. Okay, who who is that? Okay, I agree with you right now. I'm call. We're calling them out of darkness. We're calling them into the light. But guys, you got to stop speaking what you see in the natural over them. You got to speak what God is saying. And I gave you those scriptures. Um, you know, I, I encourage you to go write those down or come back out to the table where I'm back there. I'll sign books and also give you those scriptures. I agree with you. Put lift your hands again. We, we break off darkness in the name of Jesus off of your children. We call them into the light in the name of Jesus. We call them into the kingdom. We call them disciples in Jesus' name. Now, how many of you are born again and you know it? If you die tonight, you know you go to heaven and lift your hand. Okay, is there anybody who couldn't lift their hand that you're not sure about your salvation? You're not sure if you die tonight, you go to heaven. You want to be, though. Uh, and I'll pray for you right where you're at. If that's you, lift your hand. Anybody? All right. Okay. Look up here at me. This, this is an amazing church. Uh, don't take for granted your pastors. These guys, Janice and I pastor for 27 years. We pastor pastors now. God's given you guys the real deal. And I'm not, I'm not putting them up on a pedestal for you to worship. I'm just saying, these are the, this is the real deal. Uh, bless them. Encourage them. Pray for them. Uh, send them an email and tell them thank you for loving us. Amen. For sowing. I, I know many, many of you do this, but there's some of you that you, you haven't just told them thanks I, I, in a while. I'm, I'm encouraging them to bless your pastors. Amen. That they, these guys are the these guys are the real deal. Father, I want to thank you for Ben and Kara. Uh, I, I'm asking you, as they've sown into the people, Father. I, I'm just declaring this is going to be a year of of great reaping. They're going to reap, Father. They're going to reap uh, laborers. In Jesus' name, faithful laborers are coming into the church. In Jesus' name. Now, one more thing before I go. Okay, how many of you want to reap? Okay, 
The Bible says, Psalm 126, verse 5, We sow in tears, we reap in joy. It's time for us to rejoice. It's time for us to thank God. Amen. Say, I'm going to reap. And I'm going to reap in joy. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.